devotional podcast. Thank you for joining us today. Continuing our look on Thursdays through 1 Corinthians, this is 1 Corinthians 6, starting in verse 9. Or do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. Neither the sexually immoral, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor men who practice homosexuality, nor thieves, nor the greedy, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God. And such were some of you, but you were washed. You were sanctified. You were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the Spirit of our God. I hope all of you who can will take advantage of the Enjoying Your Bible class that uh, Gwen McQuaid and Dan Hendricks are going to be teaching on Thursday nights at 6 o'clock. I've been really enjoying uh, her description of what that class is going to be, and I'm definitely going to be watching the recordings later. Taking a page out of what she shared on Sunday, uh, I've been reading through 1 Corinthians very slowly. I'm only going to tackle part of each chapter once a week, so I have no reason to rush through. So I'll read each chapter multiple times a week, which gives me plenty of time to let things bother me. For one, in a section just before this passage that I just read, Paul basically says, don't you know that we are going to judge the angels one day? Well, no, Paul, I I didn't know that. Uh, But apparently the Corinthians did. He asks it as if it's a rhetorical question. So that's interesting. But this passage we just read is another. Paul is in the middle of correcting and rebuking the Corinthian church about legal disputes. You had some uh, defrauding and and, uh, dishonest money practices going on, and rather than handling it internally as a church, they were taking it to the courts, which were notoriously corrupt and could be bribed and you could pay to get the result you wanted. And he's about to correct them regarding sexual morality. Apparently there were some people in the Corinthian church involved with prostitutes, uh, amongst other things. When he says between these two sections this, Do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Well, sure, Paul, but what does that have to do with us? I mean, as he says later, But you were washed, sanctified, justified, in the name of Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. So what does the destiny of unbelievers have to do with us? We're in the club. We're Christians. Well, as we so often see in Scripture, these few sentences contain both a warning and an encouragement. Let's start with the encouragement. Paul is basically saying this. You are not living out your identity. He contrasts how the Corinthians used to live when they were dead in their sins with their true identity now in Christ, washed, sanctified, justified. Washed, meaning cleansed from our sins, with echoes of the idea of baptism. Sanctified, meaning in process of becoming more like Christ in our behavior. And justified, meaning that these believers have a right standing before God. But their lives don't reflect that reality. He says, live as though what is true is true. You are a new creation, and you should be marked by love and holiness not living as though you are indistinguishable from the rest of the world. Any of us need that encouragement today? Are our lives marked by the radical love and radical purity that should mark the life of a believer? Not perfect, but different, better. Maybe a little bit less impatient than we used to be. Maybe a bit better at resisting temptation than we used to be. If we aren't living a life that reflects our position in Christ 
We need to get with God in prayer and ask for his help and direction and power to live the lives that we've been called to. Then the warning. Why in the middle of a correction of believers would Paul remind the Corinthian church that unbelievers, those marked by these sin patterns here, sexual immorality, greed, swindlers, drunkards, are not inheriting the kingdom of God? Well, why is any warning in Scripture? Scripture is the mirror that we hold up against our lives to see how we look and how we are meant to look and if we like what we see. And a warning like this is a wake-up call. If my life is marked by the sins listed here, not just spots, but whole patterns of sin, is it possible that I'm not in the spiritual position that I thought I was? The Corinthian church would be a church like any other. You have some people of real spiritual maturity and wisdom and depth. You have some believers that are young in the faith and are still learning what it looks like to be a Christian. You have some Christians that have refused to grow, even though they've been walking with the Lord for a long time. And you have some people that have not actually trusted in Christ at all, sitting at this church in Corinth. It might be that some of these people are not yet made new in Christ and need to wake up to that fact. Only through the name of Jesus and the indwelling Holy Spirit can believers ever hope to make the moral progress that they are called to here in these chapters. And may we never get to a place in our walks where we are so spiritually complacent and comfortable that we assume that the warnings of God have nothing to say to us. What Paul says is true for the Corinthian church is true for us as well. When we are in Christ, we are a new creation. And not only must we live in accordance with our new nature, we are in fact able to do it through Christ and through the Holy Spirit. God, thank you for this beautiful reality that we are not as we once were. Not because we picked ourselves up by our bootstraps, but because you made us alive. You gave us your life. You put your Holy Spirit inside of us. Lord, help us not to quench the Holy Spirit. Help us not to ignore this new life, this new position, this new power that you have given us, God. To live lives that look like you. To be your hands and feet. To be more like Christ to love radically, to live radically, to look different than the rest of the world, that we, might be live, that we might be able to live the lives that you have called us to, and that we may be able to display the glory of our great God through our lives. We thank you for this. Help us to do better. Help us to trust you more. Help us to let the pages of your word show us who we are and who we are meant to be. For our good and for your glory, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, thank you for joining us for another edition of Let's Talk. Join us here every Monday through Friday for more devotions. Check out our services at 9 and 11 a.m. or our online service at Facebook Live and YouTube Live at the 9 a.m. service. Check out our website at www.bfcsebring.org and our Facebook page at BFC Family for other helpful articles and service updates. Church family, have a blessed day. You are loved.